0: Congratulations. You made it to the Xville. You can sit back and relax, empty your bags, and we hope you enjoy the show.
1: Hey there, Mike, a.k.a. MTB Trigger here, and with me, as always, is my co-host Ronald, a.k.a. Eric. If you are brand new, welcome. This is an Escape from Tarkov podcast where we talk about all things EFT, and our goal is to get better at the game, and we hope you come along with us on that journey. So today on the show, we are going to be answering a question that we get all the time. It gets asked in Discord, and the comments on YouTube, basically everywhere all the time. Problem is, it's not a straightforward or easy question to answer, but we're going to do our best to answer it today. But before we do that, let's get our hideout keeping out of the way. And I kind of have a bone to pick with all of you fellow nerds. You guys wanted more questions, community questions answered. We gave you a spot. We gave you your own forum to do this on the Discord. And nobody asked us another question. nerds (laughs) i'm just kidding um we're going to change the uh section in the discord because there there may not always be an episode related question or you want it answered on the next show so we changed it to questions to answer on the show when you have something you want us to kind of do a deep dive in on the show ask us there and then as we pull from that we will absolutely take those questions and answer them on the show as they fit into our scheduled content so anyway great feedback we're gonna still do it but i had to give you all a hard time the other person i have to give a hard time is our good friend ronald here because when we were starting the show we always clap to sync up our mics and for the first time ever we were we were counting down and it was like we're ready to go it's time and i was like all right man here we go three two one boom i clap and nothing on the other end. <laughs> it was like, what the heck happened? Are you okay?
0: Are you there? <laughs> I'm doing great. But see, what it, what actually happened is um, I stared at the camera and I was ready to go. I skipped all the important things in the beginning. So episode 32, and I forgot how to do this. Apparently, my level of amateurism has risen. <laughs> We're, <laughs> It's okay. We're going to get through this. It's going to be great. If you're looking to support
1: the show, there are a number of ways to do that. Uh, The number one goal here is that we help people understand the game better, get better at the game, learn new systems, tips, and tricks. And so the best way to help us reach those new players is to share the show with your friends or someone that is asking for help, needs help, wants help, etc. Invite them to the Discord, invite them to uh, the YouTube, wherever. Let's get them plugged in. Let's get them some help. Uh, Second to that, we do have a direct support option through Patreon. For those of you that want to support monetarily, thank you so much to those of you that already do that. It's amazing. Thank you. That's always linked in the show notes as well. And then the last way is we are working on Twitch. We're actually starting to focus a little more on Twitch, and that's through my Twitch channel, MTB Trigger. Uh, I stream a few days a week there playing Tarkov, PUBG, and then Uh, whatever else Ronald and I get ourselves into. We're focusing on getting the numbers up there so that potentially in the near future, we could get drops events for the Discord and be involved with all of those really cool Tarkov related things on Twitch. So that's the goal there. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, you can find me on Twitch. Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Discord. I'm MTB Trigger on all of those things. I guess the last thing I'll say is we heard about an absolutely insane stat and when I say heard about we saw it in one of the stats things that we get sent to us all the time from all the various uh spots on the podcasting youtube all over the place so yeah Ronald you want to fill everybody in on what we heard this week
0: yeah first of all what's up everybody I hope you all had a great week and yeah Trigger's right we actually have something cool to share with you we're very thankful for this because basically this happened because of all of you fine people so in the last 30 days, a lot of people always ask, how many downloads does a podcast get? You know, and is that good? Is it bad or whatever? And well, in the last 30 days, we've had 17,000 downloads for all of the episodes combined of the Xville which is really, we think is amazing. And so we know that that means the community is growing. We're really, really excited about that. And we're thankful that our community is such a welcoming place where everyone generally speaking, helps everybody and is always available to ask questions and is just very welcoming in general, available to play. We see squads. We see people teaming up all the time in the Discord. It really at all hours of the day. The other night I was on at like three in the morning because I had some work stuff and there was like six people playing, which I think is awesome. And with the addition of the different squad channels and areas for people who are on the world, so we've got places for Europe to group up. We've got places for Australia to group up. I just think it's great that we have such a Diverse uh, community built up in Xville. and so seventeen thousand downloads of the podcast have happened in the last thirty days. And we just want to say thank you and shout out to all of you because honestly, we think that's pretty cool.
1: It's really cool, and a lot of that comes from again new people finding it, people sharing certain episodes. But yeah, just just a big thank you. That number was like mind blowing. Like Eric actually said it to me, and I was like, what. <laughs> No, dude, wrong stat. What are you looking at? (laughs) He's like, no, literally, I put all of these things together from all of the various places and it's 17,000 in the last 30 days. That is insane. Absolutely insane. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks for hanging out. But you did bring up something I really wanted to talk about quick. We did add a bunch of Discord channels and we added some new LFGs for, you know, the Australians and for Europe. If we need more, Let us know. Uh, We try to not add channels that are not going to be used. So if we add something and it doesn't get used, and then it goes away, and like you really wanted it there, let us know. We're trying to keep the Discord as lean as possible because we have big things coming up soon, and those will become very obvious, and we'll probably have separate announcements for that kind of stuff. But just be aware, there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff going on in Discords, things you can get involved in potentially things that you can uh, win uh, and some really cool stuff on that. And that's all I'm gonna say about that right now, but because it's not like next week, but it could be uh, in the near future. So pay close attention to what's going on there. And I just interrupted and took your soapbox away from you. So I'm giving it back.
0: Well, I will say that our audience is growing. We know that. We know the community is growing every day and we've added some new platforms for Xfil to be distributed on. So we wanna welcome Everybody who finds the show on iHeartRadio, they have a podcasting section on Pandora. Pandora has a new podcasting section, so we want to welcome everyone there. There's a platform called Listen Notes, which is kind of like a podcast archive and podcast distribution list. I'd never heard of it until we got involved with it, but welcome everybody who found it there. And then finally, there's Alexa and there's uh, Google Voice, which the platforms now, you should be able to find the exfil there very soon, or it's already up by the time that you hear this. And then we had a, the last platform I want to highlight is one called Deezer. I had never heard of this at all until it was brought up that we need to get the podcast listed on Deezer. It's apparently a French language music, Streaming service. So, hey, welcome everybody on Deezer who found the Xfil. Fantastic! We'd love to have everybody here. So, the podcast is literally out there all over the place. We always joke about it at the end of the shows about how just start a podcast and you'll find all the places that podcasts are literally listed. There's probably over fifty of them now. So, when we joke about it, it's just because it's true. So, welcome to all of you. We're really excited to have you. Real quick, the best way to get in touch with me is to find me at uh, Rattle Gaming on the Twitters and also in Discord. At the top of the list, just send me a DM. I'm hanging out in Discord most days during the day, or at least have it open, and we'll respond to your DMs there. If you have something more formal that you'd like to get to us uh, through the show, you can email that at xpmedia2020 at gmail.com, and that's just a way to get something that's not something you want to send through Discord to MTB and I.
1: Yeah. And also when it comes to these new podcasting platforms, like we kind of joke about it because there's seriously like 10,000 of them. It feels like the truth is getting the feeds up on all of these various podcast platforms does take a fair amount of work and effort for us to do that. But the reason I say that is if there is a platform that you can listen to podcasts on and you would like to see the Xfill on it, We need to know about it before it can show up there. And while Deezer was the one that kind of caught us off guard, because I think here in the U.S., I don't know that Deezer is widely used. But when we started looking into it, Deezer is something that gets compared to Spotify over in Europe. And so it's a relatively large brand over there and we had no idea about it. So just because we're not on something doesn't mean that we don't want to be. So far, there's really not a platform that we're like, yeah, we're not going to go on that because it's too hard to get on. Google was an absolute nightmare, but we pushed through and got on there. So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. Is If you have something you want to listen to us on, let us know. We probably haven't heard about it at this point because we've really looked and tried to get up. On everything, but it takes a while. And oftentimes when we submit a batch, it takes a while for those batches to come back. And now we're up on a bunch of new ones. So excited for the new folks to get it and uh, keep letting us know if we're not on your favorite platform. But with that, man, let's get into some Tarkov, dude. So how was uh, how was your week in Tarkov?
0: I had a pretty good week in Tarkov. I would say overall this wipe is just different for me. And because of that, my progression has been a lot more focused around what I want to do to have fun. I don't really feel necessarily super pushed to do things like finish Kappa or get a certain amount of tasks or get a certain thing done on a map. I just kind of am doing a bunch of random things just to have fun. So I've been enjoying... Some of the new 12.7 features been enjoying exploring around customs that's been kind of fun been uh thinking a little bit more about how to get better at doing scav runs on interchange you went through and showed me kind of your route for scabbing on interchange and that that actually helped me learn quite a bit about that because i think interchange is pretty complex when it comes to where all the loot spawns are you know i mean it's easy for some people i just don't have enough reps at it to find everything so it's been fun to to learn, interchange a little bit better, and then get killed right at the end at Emmercom by an Xfield camper. <laughs> I've actually had some fun, though. I've got kind of a standard loadout now for factory that I like to take. It's, it costs about 200K, and I've actually had some fun playing with the new scavs. It's not really task-focused or really objective-focused. I've really gone this wipe, and it's really just been about having fun. With Tarkov, there's always another wipe coming. So I kind of know that I always have a chance to play the game differently next time around. And this time around, I'm just kind of doing the things I want to do. How about you? Oh, we're not coming to me yet. You said the magic word. You said factory. And
1: then you said loadout. I need to know what is your loadout on factory. That just sounds really cool to me uh, that you found something to to do there. So what's, uh, what's the new loadout?
0: Yeah. So basically, it's just always I find a Giselle Armour on the flea market and you know you don't buy a, a fresh one because they're too expensive so you buy one that either it has zero hit points and has never been repaired if you can get that for the right price it makes sense or i buy one that's you know 20 diminished and uh, as far as guns go i i'm having a lot of fun with my chad version of the AR. it's not that expensive to run uh you can run good ammo through it and you put a valde on there you can have a lot of fun stomping around in a factory. It is an early game gun, I guess, by all comparisons to different things. Last wipe, I was running a lot more M1, but this wipe, I just have found that the 8 are easy to replace. They're not that expensive to kit out for a relatively high ergo, and it's a, been a good gun for me. So as far as like the rest of armor goes, um, I usually take in a cheap tac rig. So, like a Tarzan or basically whatever I get from scabbing, I just recycle those. And for bags, it's usually a uh, Burkitt or lately, scabbing, I've pulled out a lot of the, the new black one. That's the, the mm-hmm. same size as a Burkitt. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my the head. Day, day pack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I never look at the name, I just keep them all. So, in a thousand big sections, like everybody else. But I just use that basically. That's kind of my standard load. And honestly, I haven't really been using helmets much because it's arguable that unless you go with the super mega ultra Chad helmet, which is another two hundred k. Really, I'm not sure how much it, how effective it really is. Now scavs are shooting more for your head. At least I've noticed that. I'm I'm not sure if you have. I'd be interested to hear your opinion on that. But I feel like scavs are shooting more towards your head. But I don't feel like I have died too many times just because I either had a cheap helmet, you know, like the Army helmet or 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 no helmet or something. So, I, I don't really feel bad about that. I feel like it's more important to have some kind of face covering, you know, having a sock on to make sure that you're not as noticeable. But that's pretty much it. I, I go in with uh, one one heel IFAC or Celia or something, uh, a couple of painkillers, and that's pretty much it. I don't really take much more than that. I take um, in my ADAR, I have a 60-round clip. And I take one extra 30-round clip and about 60 extra bullets, one stack. That's enough where, yeah, I can go in and, you know, get maybe 7 to 10 scav kills and 2 or 3 PMC kills. And what I've been noticing really is that there's a little bit less, and this is a question I actually wanted to ask you, because I've noticed a little bit less PvP. I've noticed that more people are either holding the office and then just x-filling. And I don't generally do that. I generally stay down in the on the floor or make my way up into the scaffolding by the two tanks that are up in the scaffolding and hold from there. I've noticed that it's mostly scavs, lots of player scavs, but it seems like there's a little bit less PVP in that area and more people are focusing on the office and then exfilling I'm really super curious on that point from you when you talk about what you've been up to. But um, yeah, that's what I've been doing at factory. It's been, it's been pretty fun.
1: Cool. So you're assuming I've been in factory, huh?
0: You're always in factory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're
0: right. You were right again.
1: So this week, actually, I spent a lot of time in a similar mindset as you actually regarding not being pushed in a direction. You know, I really don't have a whole lot of motivation right now to go towards Kappa. I'll probably get that urge again soon. That's kind of been the case for the last two weeks and i'm I kind of whittle away at tasks here and there but I you know one of the things that I've been doing is alternating scav runs on interchange and factory runs. I've been having a tremendous amount of fun with this, and part of it is I just kind of been challenging myself to make positive ruble count just on the gear that I take out from the raids when I'm farming factory, so no barter items, and then I throw all of my barter items into a scab junk box. And so if I can just stay above ground, above water, on just selling gear that I take off of players or other scabs, then I end up with this just huge pile of barter items to sell on the flea market, And for me, that's been really fun. It's just kind of like maximizing my farming while PvPing sort of um, gameplay. You mentioned interchange. I've just kind of been perfecting my scav runs there. And it's all about that Ollie loot run. Um, I have a bunch of these that I've done on stream the past few weeks. so I'm going to try to highlight those. Maybe we'll create a video out of it if we can. I don't know what that'll come back like because I do it at night a lot of the times and that's really hard to see sometimes in the VODs. Uh, So I do have a guide that I did quite a long time ago up on the uh, YouTube channel. I've been doing it a lot more recently and have gotten really efficient in it. But to your point on factory, it is such a different map now with the new and improved AI. I think what you are experiencing, I am also experiencing, but I think it's a symptom of people not feeling comfortable on the map because when you hear running now, you don't know that it's a PMC. It could be scav or scavs or a horde of scavs charging you down it's not the same they don't all file in the same direction one after another without being alerted to you they will come from multiple directions they will take new routes to get to you they will avoid hot zones Uh, farming on factory is a much more dynamic and unique experience every time and for those of you that watched my how to farm factory video and holding the hut on the main level that doesn't really work anymore. You have to move around a little more. And I think because of that, uh, a lot of people probably aren't going in there to farm because they're probably dying a lot more. And the whole getting shot in the face thing, uh, I think all of Reddit believes that's happening right now. So I I really don't know. I have noticed that when I die, I get hit in the head eyes, which is totally the meme right now. I haven't had as much playtime recently. So Yeah, I I think my sample size isn't small enough to tell that, but you were talking specifically about players and them PVPing on factory and like holding the office area or not engaging in PVP and moving around the map. And again, I think that is a symptom of the scavs being a little more erratic and not quite as patterned. And so people are holding areas that are easy to hold from all angles. So if you can control the office area, you're really only worried about two doors right or you're holding one end of the hallway and and locking down everything else whereas the area that i fell in love with just a couple of weeks ago that hut scabs come from all directions now and they run and they do weird stuff and it's just not as easy which i'm finding to be a tremendous amount of fun which is why i've been rotating it in on this money farm my end game the end game that i've created for myself that is driving me to play right now is all the cases <laughs> You know, I'm approaching my fifth thick weapons case. I'm halfway to my thick or third thick items case. And that to me is so much fun. I don't know why I like stuffing stuff in cases in my stash, but I do. And so for me, that's a currency driven thing to keep my hideout going, producing moonshine, as well as uh, farming bitcoins and just maintaining my economy and trading Tetris for bitcoins when I can. So that's what I've been up to. And I've done a whole heck of a lot
0: of that and not much else. <laughs> yeah, you said something there I think is interesting. It's like creating your own endgame. I think that's what's very different about this wipe for both of us. I think we are starting to create our own endgame based on what's fun. And I, I think fun actually could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And so there's there's no right or wrong way to play Tarkov in, in the endgame, whatever you want to call that or consider that to be. And I find myself doing all kinds of different, Things in the hideout, scavenging and raiding, and enjoying playing the flea market and selling things and whatever. And I find that to be fun. It's interesting right now. The game's in an interesting place. That's not bad, but it's just you can play it this way. And so I found myself redefining this wipe, what my goals are. And my goal is just to have fun. And I don't really feel compelled at this point, and I probably will at some point, but I don't feel compelled right now to push tasks. I have tasks that want to take me to woods, I, and I just, ugh. I, 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 ugh, I just don't want to do any of that. I look at my task list, I see those things, and I'm like, I'm going to go play Factory, <laughs> and I just don't, right? I think it's really interesting what Tarkov Endgame is developing into, and it just all revolves around fun for me. So I just wanted to say something before we move on past that.
1: I actually am glad you brought it up, because there was a fascinating conversation that was like... 20 people involved in like 400 lines of text about specifically about grenade launchers, right? Something that we touched on in the last episode, but also just like, are they okay? And are they fun? Who is it fun for? And I love this idea because we all play games. We play Tarkov because it's fun. Sometimes we play Tarkov because it is so brutally unfun that we have to get through that. Uh, Some would call that a rut, you know, and, I think everybody, including myself, can look back at a time that they were in one, even in this wipe. You know, I'm noticing that a lot of players who were heavy, heavy, heavy in at the beginning of this wipe are now checking out other titles. And there's a bunch of cool new games out there. And I think that's really cool. I think having seen the entire wipe cycle now that we have lived through an entire wipe cycle, not in one wipe, which this will be the first one for that, but it does have me focusing a lot more on what i find fun and optimizing my interchange scav run has been really fun for me and showing people how to do that you know especially people that are struggling with currency you know i have like an 80 to 90% success rate on x filling as a scav on interchange i would say my average rubles is like 200,000 from there it's been really fun to perfect that i also love factory And so like, if I'm like, man, I don't want to task. I don't want to do that. I want to go have some fun. I'll throw on some random gun that I took off someone, throw in some random ammo and let's go. You know, today on stream, someone was like, hey, would you pistol run factory? So we did some pistol running on factory, trying to zero to hero it with a pistol. It was absolutely fun. And I made so many stupid mistakes. I had a good time though, because I wasn't so focused on like, I have to get this done. This is what has to go on. I kind of took what the game gave to me, and I didn't exfil soon enough on one of them. I was like up two guns, a bunch of gear, and I could have left and come back and continued my zero to hero over a couple runs. We had this discussion about zero to hero is one map, or is it multiple, or whatever. And I was like, whoa, 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 time out. For me, zero to hero means I started with a pistol and I start with a headset every time because I really don't like not having a headset. And then it's taking that wherever it is. If it's one raid, if it's using that kit to upgrade over five, six, seven, that's fun to me. And if your definition of zero to hero is different than that, that's fine. But I'm focused on having a good time and having fun. And it's been really cool getting back to that. So I am really glad you brought that up because. I would come back and say, well, I haven't had as much time to play and I haven't been focused on pushing tasks. I've had more fun in the last two weeks checking out the customs expansion, trying to find Sanitar and then doing for the last week, like all of these scav runs and just doing some factory. It's been a blast. I've had a great time. And I would actually apply the word like relaxing to it, which is the weirdest word to describe Tarkov with, but it's been a relaxing, fun week in Tarkov for me. And I'm actually excited about that because to be honest with you, when I hit the rut that we talked about a few weeks ago, I was concerned. I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to get out of this? And some of that for me was playing another game, but I came back, I had a great time this week. And it's a great, great thing you brought up because I think it's important to be able to get back to that.
0: Yeah, I think that having fun in Tarkov and having it not be stressful. So I was at the same point where the game was pushing me into doing things where my playtime wasn't relaxing. So at the end of my playtime I'd either be frustrated because I'd be dying all the time, because of doing things that were meant to perhaps expand what I would do in the game normally, but still the progression system was was not relaxing. And so I found myself where it's like, man, I've had a long day. I just need to chill out. I'm really not interested in doing something that is just gonna continue my long day. And what I've just morphed my Tarkov playing time into is just having fun, doing it my way. It's a, it's a video game, it's pixels. And I'm not going to do it unless it's something that relaxes me. So like I said, I have kind of given up on the progression systems in the game and I'm just playing it the way that I want to play. It's a weird state, but I know that another wipe is always coming in Tarkov. So there's always another chance to just say, "Okay, this time I'm going at it hardcore. But for this wipe, I think I'm just going to enjoy myself. Nice. Well, I like
1: that. I'm kind of doing the same right now, which isn't planned or expected. But here we are. And I think this is going to, in a very interesting way, lead into the question that we have avoided answering for the past 30 minutes. So ha, but we're here. (laughs) Uh, But the question that we wanted to answer tonight and the main reason for this episode was to talk about what is the best map for a new player to start on? and. I think this fun conversation is going to play into it in a cool way. Um, It's already changing some of the thoughts I had, or at least why I thought about them. Uh, So what do you think, man? What is your idea for the best map for a new player to start on and why?
0: I think you have to ask a couple of questions with this particular game. So if you are a player who's looking to get your friend into the game, if you want them to stick with the game and have a good experience, you have to really ask yourself a few questions about them and their playstyle. The first thing is, are they experienced at PvP or not? Because I think there's two different, very different entry points into Tarkov. One of them is that you are an FPS player that have lots and lots of experience, and you'll naturally just be able to do all the things in Tarkov, which will make you more successful out of the gate from an FPS perspective. If you're not experienced with PvP in an FPS format, then you need to learn those systems as well as learn you know, how Tarkov implements those systems. Then there's why would you play a game like Tarkov and how do the systems in games like Tarkov, how much do they matter to you? So are, are you driven by completionism? Are you thinking do I need to get through everything the game throws at me, like every task, every skill, every every kind of way that I can get through the game? Is that something that I am driven to complete? Because again, if, if your friend is a player like that, that is going to affect where they need to start. And then there's that kind of third kind of person who maybe is average at PVP and maybe doesn't really care, just wants to hang out and have fun. I actually think that could be even a, you know, like a 2A when it comes to an entry point into Tarkov. And so all that being said, I'll give you my maps for those types of people. So for the completionist, I would say the map you need to start and learn is customs, because you're going to have so many tasks on customs that it just makes sense. Start scavenging on customs, start learning customs, and that's where the game starts, because that's where the, the task system, as of 12.7 in August of 2020, when we're recording this podcast, that's where the task system starts. It hasn't been reworked yet. And so you start there, get used to customs and start working your way through that. If you're super experienced at PvP, I think you need to start in factory, because I think that in order for Tarkov to really get you and really kind of say, OK, I'm a Chad, I love being a Chad, and and you live for that challenge, you live for that PVP scenario where you are an equal footing with another player and you just wanna be the best in a situation where two people have an equal chance, I think that's factory. Because I think that it's just, it's designed to be a meat grinder and it's designed to create that environment which I think is specifically geared towards Chad's. Now I'm a rat by nature, but I'm a learned Chad. I uh, like to make that joke that I'm a rat in my comfortable place, but I'm definitely like a learned Chad. It's kind of like being an introvert and a learned extrovert, right? But factory has that function, right? It can grab the Chad's in there. And, you know, and that that third kind of player that really is not a completionist, but it is not does not have that PVP background. I think that the, that player is probably best served by starting on Shoreline because Shoreline has got a lot of different options when it comes to doing pvp especially now with sanitar sanitar is going to be different places there are people hunting sanitar all over the place on the map but that also means that there's a lot of loot spawns that are just being ignored right now in shoreline and you have plenty of opportunity to learn the mechanics of the game there's scavs to interact with that are relatively safe to interact with you're not going to get third parties as often right now especially in the northwest side of Shoreline. And so it gives that new player that doesn't have a lot of PvP experience, doesn't care about all of the completionism, it gives them a chance to just get used to playing a game like Tarkov, get used to playing that FPS experience. And I think Shoreline would be a good place to start. Now, that does set you behind on questing, because all the tasks are going to start pushing you towards customs right away. But I don't think that matters if you don't have a super completionist mentality. So anyways, that was pretty long-winded, but that's where I would start with answering this question. I actually took notes (laughs) (laughs) because I find it uh, fascinating,
1: the reasoning. And the other thing I appreciate about you is that you took the question, made it your own, and then answered your own question, (laughs) which is a beautiful thing. And I'm going to do the same thing. And um, I'm going to try to stick to what is the best map for a new player to start on. And I also have qualifiers and some sub points But for me, if I had to say what's the best map for a new player to start on, I'm saying interchange. And the reason for that is I believe that having a home base in this game is critical. And interestingly, I think you outlined a really good argument for why certain players of certain types should have a home base on either Customs Factory or Shoreline. And for me, the reasoning you outlined for all three of those player types, and we know there are way more player types than that, and people can flex in and out of those. It's something we believe in and out that play this game the way you want to play it. But Interchange actually has a lot of mid-game tasks, and some of them require a lot of PMC killing. It's a great map for killing people at night, and you have to kill a lot of people at night in the mid to late game. Uh, You have to kill a lot of scavs for a couple of the tasks. You have to do a lot of planting in the middle of the mall, upstairs of the mall, check out all the clothing stores. Like there's all of these heavy map knowledge based tasks on interchange that can be punishing if you get lost. But the reason I think it's the best home base map is if you just want to like hang out and check it out, you can loot stashes on the outside of the map. If you go in, there's clothing stores there's tech stores there's hardware you can basically find any kind of item on interchange and there are very specific places which they spawn and one of the critical things for interchange for me is that the hideout requires a tremendous amount of things that you can find in all of the major stores on interchange and in their storage areas so like ollie for example has computers, it has computer rooms, and it has all of the like hardware type stuff, utility type stuff like screwdrivers and uh, hoses, screws, bolts, that kind of stuff. And so I think from a hideout progression, it has some of the best options for finding that stuff. Interchange also has gas analyzers that can be found pretty easily. And I just really love the map as a home base. Now the qualifier I would add is that you need to pick a secondary map where you can either do fast PMC runs or that you're going to run geared on and master. Because I don't know that Interchange is good to be the first place you start and the only map that you're playing. So my my recommendation for a new player would be learn Interchange. There are names of stores, there are colored walls, there are really easily identifiable exterior features on the fences particularly to help you recognize where you are on the map and so having recognizable things that aren't just like hey man do you see that rock that looks like an eagle what you know like there's all these crazy structures you have to learn on the other maps but recognizing a store name and looking at a map if that's how you're choosing to do it is a really good way to learn this map and once you know interchange and you know all the stores It's a really familiar feeling place because it's kind of, you know, it's like a modern mall. And so, those are the reasons why I think Interchange is one of, if not the best places for a new player to start. It will be challenging, but you will have opportunities for early game and specifically mid game progression by knowing Interchange well. And if you didn't catch on to it from the beginning part of this episode, I think Interchange is the best map to scav on for a high success rate, consistent. Ruble extraction. You're not going to make 2 million rubles every run, but if you extract, you will regularly make good money doing it.
0: Yep, that's a good point. I think there's another point I'd like to add about why I pick customs as the point for the completionist. And I think a good place for people to start right now, as of this wipe, 12.7, like I said, the flea market is gated behind level 10. And because of that, you really need to progress through the task system at least to level 10, I think, before you can honestly enjoy Tarkov to a point where you can do whatever you want. And so I think you do need to task for a while. You just need to get there, and you're not going to get there just by farming kills because you're going to run out of money from dying. And so with, with the way that the game is set up, you really only have one path. At least you just need to get to level 10 by learning customs, in my opinion, getting through those early tasks on customs you can scav on interchange to find some stuff, but you can't do much with it until, you know, you, you can start leveling your hideout maybe or whatever. But, you know, I, I think, I think the game kind of forces everyone to customs. And I, I don't necessarily like that design, just to be honest with you, because for all the reasons I laid out in the first part of why my rationale was for picking the best map for a new player, if I'm talking to my friend, right. And I'm trying to get my friend to play the game. Cause that's really how this focuses you you want your friend to play this game that you like with you and you want them to like it so they continue to play it i think right now it really depends you know it, if you're too far to one end of the spectrum if you're too far in the chad end or too far in the rat end i think you're going to have a hard time being sticky right now because you're going to be broke as a chad and you're going to die equally as many times kind of as a rat or you're just not going to get out in time so i think that At least for the beginning phase, my rationale for customs is that you just need to push to get to the flea market to overcome a lot of the game design challenges that we have now to keep the game fun for however you're going to play.
1: Yeah, I I think customs is really important. I think if you choose to get into the task system, you're going to end up there because it drives you there. And I don't know that it's the best place to start as a new player in the past Um, I always struggled telling people to go to customs because it was tasks there because it was the worst choke point map next to factory really but factory you know you're going into a meat grinder like you're preparing that you know what's going on and I would say if you're a PvP'er and you want to learn factory do that with scavs you know you'll learn a heck of a lot doing it that way and you won't lose all your gear but customs until very recently was just a two lane map with a divider down the middle and a bunch of choke points that people who have been playing this game for a long time know extraordinarily well and they know all of the cheeky angles to kill you as you go through them but when they added this new expansion just a little over a week ago at the time of this recording it's now a three lane map and it's a three lane map that has way less choke point well it's way more choke points available but because there's more of them, there can be less PMCs holding them. So you have way more rotation options. And as you're roaming around exploring as a new player, having options is critical, especially if you don't know where you're at, you don't know where you're going. Um, The bigger map doesn't necessarily help you because it's more area to learn and you can get lost easier. But as you learn customs, you'll realize that there are many ways to get around now. So, I, I, I like your train of thought. I I don't necessarily disagree with your rationale. I think having an honest conversation with yourself as a player and what do I really want to accomplish and when, which if you're new to this game, it's like hard to even understand what that is. You know, it's like, I know I need to go loot some stuff. I know that there's tasks. I know that there's all these maps. Like, where do I go? I, I mean, it's like you just heard from both of us. We have an opinion on what the best place to start is. And I don't know that either one of us is wrong, but I do think really quickly, if you're not enjoying a map, don't be afraid to switch and try a new one and don't be afraid to scav run. And that's such a hard thing to say because I didn't scav run for so long because I was like, well, I don't want to get addicted to it. Well, in this last week, I got addicted to it again (laughs) and I'm just enjoying the heck out of it, you know? So I think more than anything, yeah, find something that is fun to you that at the very least. You can weave into your gameplay. I think the trick to Tarkov is to not let yourself do stuff that you hate or aren't good at all the time. If you're trying to beat your head up against a task over and over and over, or I'm trying to learn this loot area over and over and over, and you just keep dying, dying, dying. You're going to burn out and it's going to get frustrating. Weave what's fun to you into your gameplay. I really think that's important. And I'm probably the worst person at that. Like, I would throw myself time after time at tasks and just get frustrated. And then I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to scav. I didn't want to run factory. I'd get focused on how much money and gear I lost. So, I mean, I say this from a place of experience, unfortunately. But I guess my biggest advice on this is weave something that you find fun into it. Even if that's scaving into factory, holding the shift key, being a W key, and just charging down the first thing you see and start shooting. If that's fun to you, do it. <laughs> you know, make sure you you plan that into
0: your gameplay. Yeah, and I would say the number one thing that you have to remember as an experienced player to get your friend into Tarkov is you have to remember what it was like when you first got Tarkov. I see a lot of people trying to get their friends into this game. And what they try to do is get their friends into doing what they're doing at that time. So you've got people who have played multiple wipes and they try to get their friends in at that level. And then that level of understanding of the nuance of each map. And and it's a difficult thing to do, but you have to look inside yourself and put yourself in the shoes of a gamer. You know, Put yourself in the chair of your friend who's sitting there, who has no idea. It doesn't have the experience, doesn't have the time in the game that you have. And you gotta remember, that it, there's a there's a pretty tall mountain to climb with tarkov and the biggest thing is regardless of what map you would recommend to your friend to start playing with tarkov is to be not only patient with them but really be introspective and say okay i need to remember what it was like to not know anything about this game and when you do that you start to realize okay there's holes in the knowledge that they have because they don't know what they don't know and so you can say, go learn go learn customs, or you could say, go learn interchange, but that doesn't mean anything to someone who's logging in for the first time. So that's why I started with the idea of what kind of gamer is your friend. And that's, you know, kind of the concept of figure out which kind of lane in Tarkov you want to get your friend involved in because everyone has a preferred play style. And so if you want to get someone new into this game, I really feel like you got to remember what it's like to be new at the game. I
1: love that point, and it's kind of the backbone of why I like Interchange, right? Because I remember latching on to Interchange, and I know I'm biased on this because it was the map that I loved. Because, you know what? I learned an area that had blue walls. So if I spawned in as a scab or I was in the mall on my PMC and I saw blue walls, I know where I'm at. I'm in Idea and I at least know where one exfil is from this spot. Hopefully I have it. If I don't, it's going to be looking over at this monitor over here and trying to find that fence. That's not the fence. I remember that, and it was that feeling of comfort for me of getting to places that I knew, and then I learned there's a big area that has red walls and a big area that has green walls, you know, and people that were playing with me, to your point, would be like, all right, let's go to Avocado. Let's go to generic. Let's go to general. Let's go to adic. What? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't know what any of this is. Where's the green place? You know, as a new player, that's what resonated with me. And then I started to learn store names. And then, you know, it's questions like, is that a player? Is that a scav? Is that scav going to shoot me? Am I on my scav or a PMC? What's a scav? What's a PMC? I mean, all of these things happen as a new player. And you know, I've got some buddies that just picked up the game, and I've, I talked about them a few episodes ago. And like some of them, or one of them in particular, got to like level 23 already, like really good pvp But he's like, I just don't know when scabs are going to shoot me. He's like, so I always shoot at them first, and then they always seem to shoot back. And I'm like, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're right. You shoot at them, they're going to shoot back at you. Oh, so if I don't shoot them, they're not going to shoot me. What level are you? 23. You can't assume that people are latching on to every system in the game. And I think we're into the spot where it's like, make sure if you're trying to help someone get in the game, or if you are new to the game, don't expect to know everything and don't expect new players to know everything. You know, I would even argue that the fact that you're listening to this podcast as an experienced or new player. And the fact that we like to talk about the game, um, there's people that will buy the game because they saw it once or a friend told them to, and they're not going to look anything up and they're going to try to play this game. And I say try because it's really hard if you don't do external <laughs> resources for this game. But there are people that do that, and there's people that learn that way. And they can learn things, and sometimes it's at an even deeper understanding than I know them. But anyway, it, this is a really subjective and hard question to answer. But I think it's all about the mindset. And I think Eric you did a great job of hitting the type of player and the mindset that they have. And then I look at the new player experience and and what probably what players like like me or an FPS background player, maybe an MMO background is going to look at. And you know, I like to look at where PVP happens, where are choke points, what are key map markers. Because that's kind of what FPS maps are built on, is location, colors, mixture of colors, things like that. So for the FPS player coming in, just being able to say, oh, green walls, I know where I'm at. That that may resonate with that type of player. So, <coughs> Almost died. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm back. I lived, almost choked. And uh, yeah, so anyway, that's kind of my thought. I love the uh, the mindset approach that we both took to this.
0: I think it is very subjective. And I think the goal of getting someone to play Tarkov is not good enough. You need to get someone to not only play Tarkov, but really start to love the game. And to do that, you have to do more than just say, you know, invite your friend to play the game the way that you play it. You're going to have to be okay with the fact that they're going to want to play with you. But sometimes that means that they're going to want to do things or have to do things that maybe you don't think are the most fun thing to do in the game. Tarkov is a it's just an interesting thing, it's a it's a tough game to get into and you have to have desire to really push past the frustrating parts in the early part of this game for all different types of players and because of that, it's going to require us as Tarkov players to be a, a little bit more intentional with the way that we present this game to people that don't play it.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, I was sitting here thinking about the opposite version of this question. Are there any maps that you wouldn't recommend for a new player to go check out?
0: Yes, absolutely. Don't go to woods. I think woods would be a terrible disaster. I can see woods causing uh, single-handedly causing an uninstall experience. If someone told me that the only thing I was supposed to do would be to pistol run on Woods, I would try that as many times as I thought would be acceptable. And depending on how much money I'd spent in the game, which version of it, I would probably uninstall and quit. So I would say Woods is probably the place you do not want to start. I
1: I was thinking Woods too. And the reason I asked the question though is because I still remember uh, Jeremiah Freights who we had on in a previous episode, said when he started playing the game that the person took him on, like, his third raid into Labs and gave him, like, a 2 million ruble kit. And he's, like, staring at his inventory and he sees, like, a 100k. And he's like, this is literally 20 times my entire character's value right now. You know, so I was thinking about, like, you know, Labs, obviously you have to get a key to get in, and to get in there is probably a friend taking you in. But it's like, yeah, like, Woods is a wide open you know, wooded area. And it's a sniper haven. So as a new player, yeah, I wouldn't recommend woods. I also think maps like reserve can it it, that's that's probably like the map where I'm like so torn because part of me wants to say don't go to reserve as a new player because there's no tasks there. But reserve might be one of the best like maps for looting ammo there's high tier loot everywhere there's raiders on it which are really hard pvp but you get good gear out of it and so there's like part of me that says don't go there and then there's part of me that says do go there and check it out so yeah i think if i had to like pick one to not do right away i would say don't go to woods until you have to and if you can go with a friend um but reserve i think is kind of like scav runs i think people get addicted to reserve and if you're at all task or completionist focused reserve isn't going to help you that much uh there's very few tasks right now that involve reserve i hope they add more and more to it but right now it's just not very uh task focused but it is a great map um so anyway yeah interesting that we're both on woods i do think woods is like unless it's the beginning of a wipe and you're starting at the beginning woods is fantastic but as soon as you're a couple weeks in oh my gosh woods is crazy
0: (laughs) yeah i i totally I am not a huge fan of Woods, um, but I do think that it would be worth it for us to kind of round out this discussion with kind of like our number one tip or thought on how to get someone into Tarkov. And and for me, I mean, I'll kind of answer this one first because you know, full disclosure, this was not in our show notes. So I'll give you a few minutes to think about it. But for me, what I'm thinking is. I think that the easiest way to show someone how to be successful in Tarkov would be to use the offline raid system and have them do it uh, and be on Discord with them and maybe have them share their screen while they do an offline raid and talk them through the different things. It's going to require, again, you have to ask yourself this question. Am I trying to get someone to play for just one or two days? Or am I trying to make a friend that's going to play for a couple of years with me? And if you're, if you're trying to get your friend to play for a long time with you, you have to help them learn the game. And that's just kind of the way it goes with everything. And I, I think the offline raid system could really be used because I'm thinking about how we help people in the Fill discord. And I've done this actually. I've done this with people. Got on Discord. They've they've shared their screen, and it's like, okay, we'll go into an offline raid factory. Let's just turn the scavs on and go over here, and we'll just let's just talk about what you're doing, what your thought process is. And we both have done this. And it's just, I think that that would be my number one tip for an experienced player. It's like just commit to a night, you're going to spend a few hours, and you're going to be able to get your friends so far progressed down the understanding, (laughs) you know, train of Tarkov, and then also just giving them some confidence and some skills that they can actually practically have success with, which is such a big deal in Tarkov. Just making it to the exfills. Like, think about someone just showing you where the X exfills are and then teaching you maybe two or three landmarks so you always know what direction you're orientated in a map even. If, whether that's interchange or whether that's customs or shoreline or whatever, but there's like these basic tools that I think a lot of experienced players can take for granted when they're trying to get their friends into Tarkov that can make that experience for their friends so much better. So, that's, that's kind of my tip for getting people in is like, use the offline raid system, use the video features in Discord to do that.
1: I think the offline raid system is, again, it's something that I always forget to talk about. And I think it is incredibly underutilized by me personally, which makes me think a lot of people forget to use it. And it's really easy to be like, well, if I'm going to go in and offline, I could just go online and learn live. And I think that leads to dying more often than you need to. Cause if you kind of had an idea of where you were going and what was going on, you may not actually die. So I actually love that point. Uh, for me, there's two questions I'm going to answer here. One is, you know, if you, if you end up talking to somebody who has just recently got the game and they're days in or like a week in, I'll give you the best tip for keeping them playing Tarkov and when they go to the be like, hey, man, are you on the main menu of the game right now? And once they get there, you're going to say, awesome. Okay, so you see on the bottom of your screen, the handbook and there's a little green icon above that with a 99 plus on it. Click the green section and it makes it disappear and there's no longer a notification on the handbook. Guaranteed, best way to keep someone playing Tarkov
0: because they no
1: longer have to clear every notification on their handbook. It's it's the number one tip to give a newish player because almost every time I've shown someone that, they're like, no way, and then they get all excited and it's time to game. So that's number one. For me, the best tip to get somebody into Tarkov, I think the trick is getting over the hump of... Um, the game is hard. It's been out for a few years. People are going to be way better than I am. And so what I tell people is, I don't think you're going to be very good at the game and that's it. And and that works really well because people, people need the challenge of wanting to say that I want to figure the game out. And now I use that on people that I've gamed with for quite some time. And now the people that I was talking about just a little bit ago are now playing the game. And that was the exact line. I was like, hey, yeah, I don't think you'd be very good at it. <laughs> and lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, here they come. So there, that's an option. But for somebody who is legitimately starting up or getting into it and has made the decision to try to get into the game and buy it, uh, I think, Eric, you give great advice is to just help them with the tools. Show them the tools that are available for the game. External resources for maps, external resources for ammo, um, in-game resources like the offline feature. The handbook, if they're struggling with stuff, the handbook's a great tool in-game. Don't tell them how to play the game. Show them the tools that can help them play their way. And that is really, really hard to do in practice. And frankly, before we started doing this Tarkov podcast and I was playing PUBG before I ever got Tarkov, I was awful at this. I taught people how to play my way and showed them how to do things my way, and I wasn't very receptive to other play styles. But Tarkov, unlike some other games that are very linear in how you win, Tarkov has multiple ways to win and multiple people can win in a map without seeing each other or without shooting a bullet or shooting a lot of bullets whatever give people the tools they need to play the game their way and a lot of people won't know how to play this game in the beginning so just offer to watch offer to help whatever it is uh but this game is challenging so if you got somebody who you really want to play it i don't think you're gonna be very good at it (laughs) promise you it'll work a lot of the time so yeah that's that's what i've got on it that was uh yeah sorry i had a
0: lot to say on that apparently (laughs) i think i'll just wrap it up by saying that tarkov is really an approachable game if you do it in the correct way and i think that's really a point that we're trying to make on tonight's show is that there are good ways to get your friends to play with you in tarkov and you just have to remember that that learning curve which you may not have necessarily you know you you're past that and that's going to be a big hill for them to climb. And how you get them over that hill really dictates how long they're going to play. So if you want them to play, you got to help them get through it. So I love what you said. You got to teach them how to use the tools so that they can play their way. And I think that is really the key to getting it in. So to answer the question, which map should, a, should you have a new player start on in Tarkov? It all depends. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that. That's my answer to the question. It all depends. It all depends. Yep, I agree. Well, I think that's about it. I'm seeing that green bar flash at the top of the screen, which means that we are moments away from disappearing. But first of all, as always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're on the audio side of this, remember you can find the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Deezer, Listen Now, Alexa, iHeartRadio, Google, all of the places we are happy to add more places. If you have a place that you want it, it's not in your place. We are happy to bring the XFIL to your place. Just let us know in the comments below or in Discord. And remember, the talk show version of the show is available on youtube.com slash now. So if you are watching it there, we do appreciate a subscribe, a comment on the show, and also a uh, not- click the notification bell so you can get notices of when we do upload the content to YouTube. But besides that, just wanted to tell everybody to have a great week. Look forward to chatting with you all in Discord. Good luck in all your raids, and we'll catch you on the next one.
1: Tarkov won't bring the X fill to you, but we will on every podcast app and every digital video source out there. We'll catch you (laughs) all soon. (laughs) See you later. See ya.